Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Fella, my man, how we doing up, dog? Great, buddy, great. Little little playoff hockey continues to roll on here. Love it. Tough day for us. This is like the day of, you know, when you got one game left in the season. Yeah. You know, we're going to Cabo tomorrow. I got to be honest, my mind is already, I'm already at Billy Quinn's house. Yeah, I know. Watch. The fajitas are flowing. Guacamole. Liz is already making you some nice fresh Enrique, guac. Enrique, a skinny margarita, please. Yeah, right. Easy on the lime. Egg heartburn. Gotta get the. I gotta get the golf tan fixed down there. That's I my know, number just, one goal. I took the tarp off here earlier. I, I have the full blown golf tan. When you when we were Looked doing like our NHL commercials, like yeah. out there. You look lean. You look uh, lean. I tried to work out twice this week. Been tricky. Pre cobble ritual. Yeah, yeah. You got to be. Uh, you know. Wild coyote out there, all <laughs> cock and ribs. You don't think you have to worry about that. So uh, looking forward to getting down there with you. Let's start off. Um, actually, you brought it up. It's big news, so we might as well talk about it. You're right. Gabriel Landeskog, my boy Landy, uh, out for the entire 23-24 season. Um, fuck. Tough news. Man, it's uh, a bummer, we love Landy. man. I love yeah, that yeah. kid. I mean, big difference of why, you know, Colorado wasn't able to do what they, that what they set out to do at the start of this year was to, to repeat. Um, you know, falling behind to Seattle in the first round, uh, tough loss, but without Landy, they're a different team. They're led differently. Uh, they don't play with the same confidence. They don't have the depth they need. You know, you know him as a, as a person, you, you love the guy. He's a great leader, great, great teammate. Um, I think this is fucking shitty news. This is I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but as a guy that had knee problems, um, yeah. Yeah, I, t- I text, <clears throat> I actually text my doctor, Dr. Uh, Laprade, who saved my, you know, saved my knee. Uh, got me back to playing after full reconstruction. And I said, like, have you heard of this cartilage? Um, basically a full cartilage repair. No, not cartilage repair. It's it's a surgery that not many guys I've ever known have had it done. I think Mark Mathod. Yeah, Loops, Loops reached out to us in the group text and said Mark Mathod had had it. And, didn't and that play he could never really, yeah. Like, Landy's not done, is he? Fuck, this would be awful if um, he's done. Yeah, well, we'd be all, we're speculating completely on it. But yeah. the surgery, for, for him to have a 12... Uh, plus month rehab on this um, means that there's something significantly, you know, wrong that either went wrong with his first surgery or during his rehab. And I just hope, you know, this doesn't fall on anyone. I, it, you yeah. just don't want to point blame, but no, I, know I, I know the way things work in hockey and it's not always perfect. And that's why to, if I was talking to a young player out there right now and Landy would probably say the same thing. And so would so many other guys that leave the game, you got to protect yourself. Like you got to really you know, take ownership of when you get hurt and, and the, the, the help you seek and the rehab you seek and who's going to do your surgeries. This is all important into, um, you know, the big picture of your career, 
your post-career, your health. Um, you know, we're young, man. We're fucking, you leave the game at 40 and if you get fuck, fucked up knees already, it's, yeah. it sucks. But I love Landy and I think uh, we wish him the best. Good luck with the surgery. I think it's tomorrow. Well, you know, we're talking yeah. on Tuesday, but um, you know, he's a, he's been a hell of a, a hell of a player. You know, you talk about Ike's, right? Ike's is, you know, we're going to get into Vegas and, and look at Ike's, you know, everyone was all about like what happened to Buffalo. He wanted to get his own, his own doctor and his own opinion. Like, I don't know what went on there. I'm not going to speculate like you said, but to, you know, athletes out there that, that are superstar athletes that are young, like you got to get your own opinion. You got to have your own doctor look at You got to like, you know, you got to take that. Those teams have no fucking interest in yeah, it. They like, want you, you back gotta on have the ice. your own doctor. They want you back on the ice tomorrow. Yeah. And doctors are too smart now. And the ones that, you know, yes, there's, there's pro surgery doctors, right? Every doctor wants to do the surgery on the, on the good young player, just to say he did it. It's a notch on his belt. He gets the Jersey in his room, but there's so many ways to advance your rehab in a very holistic way. And if you actually need surgery, then go for it. Connor McDavid's a prime example, tore his PCL, yeah. fractured his tibia that year. Didn't elect to do rehab, which, or didn't elect to do surgery. Look at how he's, you know, been on the road to recovery and the, and the, and the, fucking obviously seems to have worked yeah but you know <laughs> seems to have worked he, he got opinions he had the smartest people in the world who he has access to and all these guys you know landy does fucking mckinnon does all these guys have access to the best minds in the world that aren't always your trainer yeah they're not and i'm sorry trainers out there i love you a lot of you are great people and great guys but you're not nowadays you, you haven't seen it all you might have but Injuries are different. Every guy's different. Fucking, you got to protect yourself, players, young players out there. I just find like, yeah, to, to me, and, and you know more about this stuff than I do, but like in, for this to happen in 2023 where the first surgery was completely wrong and now he's got to go back in there and redo it. Like, I mean, the poor fucker just rehabbed all yeah. year to try to come back and it didn't set. Now Cartilage. he's got to do it all yeah. over again. Like, it's just, to me, I, I hope to God like that, I mean, I worry about Lanny for his life, first and foremost, right? He's got, I think, two beautiful daughters, and obviously it's more about his life and him being able to live a normal life, but let's please God not hope the last time we saw 92 out there for the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, this guy's yeah, no, right I, in his prime. Yeah. They just won his first Stanley Cup. Like, we know how much they missed him. I don't know. I was, I was bummed out when I saw it. I, I, I haven't texted him yet. Um, it's a bummer, man. It's a bummer. It's a, it's a shitty part of hockey. And, you know, we, we made a mistake last week or two weeks ago on tee times um, we said Joe Sackick. He's no longer the GM of the Avalanche. This no, fucking guy is president. Chris McFarland. Farland. He's from the Bronx. He's 53 years old. I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. But Chris, I mean, now you got some more cap space with Landy on long-term IR all year. We'll see what happens. It's just a bummer, man. Yeah. It's just a bummer. By the way, I did tell you this. I don't know if I said it on air, but uh, walking underneath the Seattle, I have the jersey on. Yeah. And I saw Landy. And yeah, he, yeah, the first thing he said, how's Obes? Yeah, I right? love Landy. Great guy. Yeah, Landy, thinking about you. Love you, fellow. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's just the year we can get him back out there feeling good. So, um, Big Canyon, shout out to fucking Graham Pierce, man. Gramble, um, Gramble was the last guy that I had to meet before I went in front of the board. So you know the process, right? Yeah. You, you help me with mine. You got to meet 12 members and have a barbecue or have a party at the club and get to know everyone, get their approval. And then you got to meet this last dude before you go in front of the board. And once you go in front of the board, it's basically done. And I'm a little nervous. And, and Tom Doherty's like, don't worry, this guy's a fucking cool dude. And I walk into Big Canyon and Grambo's like, yo, bro, what's up, bro? How you doing? Like, he yeah. couldn't be the cooler guy. So uh, Graham's always been great to me. He played in a Cinco de Mayo band 
And fuck Uppy, he came out with Seven Nations Army to start off. Oh, was he headbanging? And then he played another banger after that. Then he played a Michael Jackson banger. Oh, so he just I mean, he played five or six bangers, man. It was they came out caddy outfits. Yeah. It's unbelievable. How many Big Canyon Cougars were there watching it? Quite a few. Yeah, perfect. Quite a few. See, he brings out Quite the good crowd. Yeah. That's yeah. good. It was great. And Mimo was dressed up. Our boy Mimo was dressed up like uh Did he have the full uh, oh, did he, he have a, a guitar? The, on he had the donkey with the he loved the <laughs> no, big support. Oh yeah. You haven't perfect. seen this. Mimo, great work. You haven't seen this? No. He had the they had this legit donkey, and Mimo looked like he stepped out of a Hollywood movie. Obviously, he's a Mexican guy. It was unbelievable. Great awesome. party they threw on. John Hamilton's band played second. He played the drums. It was unbelievable. But uh, Grant Pierce absolutely killed it. And then shout out to our boy, Ben McAllister, uh, invited yeah. us yesterday to Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Shout out to Todd Pickup, Dennis Shannon, Citrus Motors. Um, man, they do a lot of good stuff for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, give a little donation. I won the long drive. It'll tap on the back. TD won the putting contest. Congrats. Thomas J. I got a nice stealth driver. Wow. Yeah, tailor made, baby. Come on. Sick. It's right handed. So I, you know, I. Gave it to Benny Mac, and I said, uh, you know, throw this in the Sell store. Sell this fucker. Hey, throw this in the store, bud, eh? We're going to give it away. We're, we're doing some launches here with Missing Curfew and, and TaylorMade, but yeah, uh, it was a great event. Newport Beach Country Club is as good as any golf club right now. I love that. I love the track. Clubhouse is great. Staff, thank you. Um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, it was a great event. Well, you might as well. We teed it up. You might as well. We teed it up right here. We got a little playoff contest coming at you yeah, here. Yeah, we do. We do. Maxie and Princey came up with this, and I think Updog, good job on this. Playoff contest, May 7th to June 9th. Grand prize, full set of tailor-made driver iron bag, missing curfew swag, two box of balls, uh, second prize, aka first prize, driver, box of balls, missing curfew swag, multiple ways to enter Updog. Um, subscribe, missing curfew email list, follow us on missing curfew, Instagram, um, share the contest to your story, follow missing curfew on Twitter. What else we got over there? I mean, the whole, the, the whole shabam here, share the contest on Twitter. If you like missing curfew, tweet our contest, follow missing curfew on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on our YouTube, TikTok, also our TikTok. Binger. Great job, Binger. And then uh, you're going to be, obviously, as you're listening to this right now, us two beauties talk about this. You're going to get our secret code on our podcast in the next few, right? To enter. Is that, is that what we're doing? Boys? Yeah. Stay tuned this month. And in one of our episodes this month, we'll, we'll give out a secret code that can be, uh, that can lead to more entries. So Ooh. for all this info though, for all ways to enter, visit missingcurfew.com. And then uh, without mentioning, um, well, without further ado, we want you to follow TaylorMade on Instagram because they're big partners of ours. TaylorMade on Twitter. The new nine golf Instagram, the new nine on YouTube. Bonus entries for having friends enter. So, hey, get your friend to sign up. Yeah, you get a bonus entry. Us on curfew. Um, and then, uh, listen, we just want to launch this. It's been a great partnership. Obviously, Casey, our boy Casey, has been taking great care of us Love him. for years, but now we want to take care of the fans. Uh, that fucking golf bag looks great, by the way. That's nationally golf bag. We got, can we tell them how many, we got like eight to 10 drivers back there. We got golf clubs. We yeah. got golf balls. And we so just want to give them away. We want to give them away. Look at that. This we got is a that. Stealth. Yeah, this is an attack wedge. Look at this thing. Stealth. Fuck, I hit that wedge about 100. If I turn on it, 110. I mean, it's sexy. The new, the new head with this. I think Luce is playing those. He needs to, 
He needs more than these. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. He's going to need more than these new clubs. Yeah. So it's great nice partnership, uh, especially for people back home in Canada or some of our listeners up in the Northeast, uh, the Midwest. It's golf time. It's golf time. Playoff baby. hockey, golf. Unbelievable. So thank you, Taylor May. Check that stuff out. Uh, MissingCurfew.com. Uh, Benny Mac, Todd Pick of the Big Canyon Boys. You're all beauties. Uh, up Dog, something I watched the other day uh, on Netflix, Trainwreck. It's about the 99 Woodstock. Have you seen this? I have. Uh, I watched the first episode, Whole, which was, I thought, the best. I, I mean, right off the hop. Listen, when Corn came out Night on stage one, right. and these fucking, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, it, was it obviously was a tragic ending, like burning down the whole, like, when they gave them candles for the last show, that was a mistake. I'm like, <laughs> you don't give junk a, a hundred thousand. How many people were there? 250,000 people. Candles. Light them on the bar. <laughs> Everyone's full of beer. It's just, you know, it's like kerosene. Yeah, just pour fire on the fucking. Exactly. And right? it was already a ruckus crowd because they were charging so much for food and they ran out of water and the fucking shitters overflowed and there was no showers and it was just hot as balls in New York and they were getting angry. And the lineup was like corn, limp biscuit. Um, yeah, that was like, forget that was like our like, era of that music, right? Fat Boy Slim. What, what year is this? 99? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was like grade 11. Yeah. And it just, it was, it was like pretty intense shit, right? And like it you was, had, yeah. And it wasn't like, obviously the first Woodstock was like peace and love, right? Peace yeah, yeah. and love, man. Like a lot of bingers. Binger would have been at Woodstock 69. He wasn't born, but he would have fit in nice. Just as this These one guys, was like, let's fight, fuck, and burn yeah, this place down. That's exactly what yeah. they're like. Let's go, corn. <laughs> yeah. Man, they're... Yeah. It was crazy, bro. You yeah, got to watch, watch the last two episodes. It's, it's unbelievable. So if you're looking for something out there to watch, uh, Woodstock 99 train wreck. Christ. And they talked to all the people that worked behind it, like the yeah. wine stocks, you know, and all the, all the cool people that we met yeah. at Bonnaroo. Yeah. They interviewed these people that were working for Woodstock. And, and they like, all felt just terrible. They, about they it. could just see it coming. Like the anger building and the fucking. And then you have these bands call it like bringing that. Yeah, you know, and then who was intensity? the lead singer for Limp Biscuit? You guys are probably not going to know. Do you know? Can you Google the lead singer for Limp Biscuit? He used to be pretty me? popular, right? Yeah, he He's wore like all uh, the hot models and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, Limp Biscuit was one of the biggest bands. Fred yeah. Durst, Fred Durst, Fred Durst. See, I think he was like so a porn Fred, star. Yeah, too. Fred was. I guess they went to Fred like halfway through those, his set with Limp Biscuit. Like, hey, can you calm him down? And he said he went the other way. He said, "Fuck that, I'm bringing him on." And he turned it up a notch, and it just like chaos, brother. Wow. Like I couldn't imagine being in the middle of those mosh pits. Any lawsuits on that? I think. Well, I, I mean, there was whenever another Woodstock. I, that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah it, it was done. It was done. Wow. Done. See, I, I'm back to just the mushrooms and the molly and just like, let's keep everyone happy here. I mean, it was supposed to be peace and love, Can man. we just like peace chill and out love, and everyone bro. dance it was supposed to be peace and, and love. smile and just like, you know. I mean, the lineup they set though, what were they thinking? Like, you, I you, don't know what they were thinking. Well, Cheryl Crow came out. They, they interviewed Cheryl Crow. <laughs> these well, guys are like, that time it's these too guys late. are like, shush yeah. your tits, shush your fucking tits, shush your fucking tits. And she left the stage. She's like, I've never been so fucking know, insulted in bad. my life. Like, yeah. God, a good thing they don't do that anymore. Do they? No. no, and I'll tell you what. Another thing: these girls are not doing that anymore. Everyone walking around Woodstock '99, buck naked, and, and you want to talk about fucking animalistic? Oh my god! Like, and not that, and this is awful. But like groping, like you see, you could see on Netflix these guys groping girls, like in the in the mosh pit and shit. It was just out of control, man. like out of control. Needless I was watching this, like, yeah. 
Yeah, Holy needless to say, fuck. no one—you're not sending your daughter to Woodstock, fucking 2029. Right? No, there'll never be another Woodstock no. because of this one. It, it fucking set the tone <laughs> to end it forever. But girls were like, were what guys walking around naked too? Fucking everywhere. I was just like, Holy. <laughs> so, what kind of festival is this? Are we burning the place down? Or are we all fucking? Yeah, I think. I, how I do we do both? Up dogs yeah. like, how did I miss this? Yeah, no, but it's like, what the fuck? What did we sign up for? So like. I, I, you know, a lot, I guess there was a lot of fucking going on there too. Like yeah. people walk around naked. Like it's like, when were you born again? You're born in September of 19 to 2000. Your parents said Woodstock. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got to watch these last two episodes. Like the first oh, one was wow. kind of, it, it's mind blowing, man. Yeah. Wow. Like you're like, wow, this shit. And no security. They talked to the security guys about how they got hired. They're like, Hey man, you want to, uh, you, you want to work for There's a weekend? 1,500 bucks. Yeah. And, and then these guys would give their yellow t-shirts that said security to normal people and just get another shirt. So people were rolling around in security shirts that aren't security. And it was just a fucking free for all. And then the guys that were in security were getting banged up and they were joining in the ruckus. <laughs> Dude, it's kind of like, like when we hired this. those kind of like when we hired those guys to do loopholes parties exactly. at that time and they were up in the room with a girl. Same thing. We're like, next thing you know, I'm working the door. I'm like, we're yeah. the security guys we hired. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're upstairs oh, they're, with the broads. Yeah. Like Jesus. Jeez. Oh, nice that we, yeah. <laughs> Give us that 500 bucks back in page, you <laughs> fucking guys. So um, check it out. If you're a music person, check it out. Updog, I thought about you. I, obviously, you've seen the first one. I would say continue watching it. So Uppy's World, party, party time. time. Excellent. <clears throat> uh, presented by Life Force, promo code curfew. curfew. Um, I got my results. Did I you just got to gotta talk to the person. Oh, but they sent you the list. They said your results are in. Oh, nice. So I got. So you can actually log on now and see them. Okay. Not that you know any of it, but no. But I'll log nice on and to check go it. Over, nice to go over it with someone. I finally have a little bit of downtime now after the first round of chaos. Like last night, there was only one hockey game. I could have done it then, but yeah, you might uh, want to just save checking your blood for after Cabo. Just, yeah, just give probably a lot of fajitas and tequila in there. It's been super easy though. It's been super easy. So if you're yeah, looking to nice. make some improvements and, and feel better and, and get on a good health kick, Life Force promo code curfew, up his world party, party time. time. Listen. Las Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Edmonton Oiler, Game Three. It was you got on TV, by the way. What? Yeah, they Come spot on. you. They spotted you after uh, one of the Oilers' goals. Mm. I think it was when Kane did something stupid. What did he, he did? A bunch of stupid shit that game. Really? Was there a little line scuffle right in front of you? Because I just I saw it on our social. They got you. You and this guy in a black Vegas jersey. You're yeah, I was black. right in the midst of the yeah. Vegas Golden Knights. So you made some shout, Listen, shout out to Todd Pickup and to Tom Riley. Uh, it's God pickup. He's got a great, great setup. He brought his boy great life, brought Johnny and his kid. Johnny they, had Cornish, a, they had a blast. Beauty. They sat behind the bench. Listen, I was, you know, I'm an oiler guy. I'm obviously from fucking Alberta. I was going into the fucking fortress obes with my head on a swivel, but it was, uh, you know, I think we all watched the game. Anyone listen to this? Watch so the game. Shit it, was a, it was a shit kicking, but again, we're in a series. Game three was a shit kicking back, you know, Las Vegas goes, Golden Knights brought it. Um, it was a great, a great weekend. What'd brought your girl think of the game? She loved it. Got us tickets down in the corner, two rows up on McDavid's half wall side. So I knew the puck would be there all game. <laughs> so she got some wet panties watching she, him fucking yeah, with yeah, the yeah, half wall. Eh? Sliding off. I said, She's hey. like, Scotty, let's go back to the hotel right now. Come on, Scotty, let's go. You know, I had to use the towel to be a. You know, <laughs> the old I wasn't waving the towel. I was using it to wipe Jesus, off the floor. Jesus, come on, baby, come I wasn't on, baby. Spilling my beer. <laughs> um, no, it was great. And then we went to uh, shout out to Nikki Mathers, who has great restaurants all over New York and LA. He's a great dude. He put me in touch with the owners of Cathedral, right next to Catch at Aria. Great Love restaurant. Catch. It just fucking opened up a week ago. Um, this place was awesome. Great room, great bar, uh, nice talent. 
And then we hit the tables. <laughs> we hit the tables. And, talent with no, your life, I right? wasn't. You know, no, you're, well, you just said you were. You're going to get yourself in I trouble. I said there's good talent. Oh, okay. okay. You know, I'm just trying to not get you in trouble. Before. I don't need you in the doghouse before you go to Cabo because no, you're going to no, get no. yourself in there when you get down there. Yeah, so. yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> um, listen, no, it was great. So a great weekend. Good little getaway. I hadn't really taken Christine on a, on a getaway. I like and that she she's got the hockey ish. She wanted to be, yeah. She can't watch it on TV. Who she can? hates it when it's on Who there. fucking can? I know. I have a hard time watching on TV. Even playoffs. Don't get me going. I'm trying to stay positive here, but it's I just know. fucking embarrassing. We got to watch it though, eh? We, oh, we got no choice. We got no choice. So how was the need? atmosphere there? Like 3D a, TVs, bigger TVs. What do we need? Fucking cheerleaders in our dressing room. We need in, just in some physicality back in the game. Yeah. Right. It's not going to happen. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, <laughs> I, I saw the, pre did you get her there for the, for the puck drop? Did she see the, the action? Fortress, she saw it. Yeah. Cause it's pretty cool. <sighs> I lit took, up and then yeah. the drums came. Boom, 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 boom. It was pretty yeah, sick. It was awesome. I was like, oh, man, Vegas, they're going to fucking steamroll everything. They're fired up. The fans, everything. Yeah. It was well, crazy. You give the guys a power play in the first 25 seconds, it's over. I'm on the Oilers, and I don't know, even know why. I, I'm on the Oilers because of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I just mm -hmm. think eventually they're going to win one. But I took, the, I took Vegas at the start. I got Vegas at plus 1,800 at the start of the year. Nice. Yeah. You did. Yeah. I did. I did. With my other... Guy, not with not with the guy I'm working with now. With my other guy, I have. Yeah, text I, him back and be, yeah, like, hey. be like, "Hey, listen, don't forget, I still got that bed, and I closed down the account with him, but I still got that bed." And, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But we're gonna get into that stuff, up dog. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Chase DeLeo, one of our yeah. boys from back in the day. We used to skate with Chase. Uh, he won the AHL Man of the Year. Wow, M -m Man of the Year that is pretty impressive. I don't care what league you are in. Uh, although I did tell Chase that he sh he should have been playing in Switzerland for the last eight years, making. 500 Swiss francs a year, but he's too good, man of, a, of, the year, he's man. Too good of a player. Good for be, you, Chase. I know Chase, you're too good of a player though, to stick around your whole career in the HL. I'm sorry. You already got the man of the year. Now let's, let's fucking get you over in Europe. Yeah. Hey, go win a Spangy. Spang go win a Spangy. Go win it. Yeah. By the way, this Josh, uh, Josh, Josh Jurish, Jur Josh Juris, Jub double J, double J. I put him in Abbotsford. He was my Spanger club guy. He just won the fucking, um, Geneva. He just won the fucking cup over there. Is Winback still playing? Fuck, probably, but he's I don't think playing? he's there. I don't think he's in. Uh, but listen, they just it, it. They had a party. I mean, it looked like the whole fucking country was there. Um, I bet. So let's go over there and fucking let's see where did Winnie play last year? <laughs> Geneva, fucking didn't that. he? Fuck, he did. He yeah. played there. He won too. Yeah. Yeah. When he's going to be retired in the Swiss Hockey Hall of Fame, do they have a Hall of Fame over there? Because Windbag's going to be in there. He's been over there for fucking Fuck, 10 they years. Had that, they had Philpula, Olmark, Linus Olmark? the fuck? He's a goalie. Doesn't he play for the Boston Bruins? Yeah, so this had to have been last year. Yeah, because Olmark went 2023, 20, 20, 20, 20. I don't know. No, 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 no. This is a forward. A left wing, Linus Olmark. He's got a Same fucking name. brother. Same name. Um, who else do they have? Oh, Mark Anton Pouliot. Played in, uh, yeah. Pussy. And then they had Joris. Then they had Sammy Vatanen. Great guy. Fucking great guy. Loves throwing fucking lip boomers in. We should send him some candidates in Switzerland. 100%. Or Finland. He's probably back home now. I mean, but that's a fuck. No wonder they won. They fucking stacked their lineup. But that league is a league. So anyways, Chase, congratulations, buddy. AHL man of the year. That's unbelievable. Updog, we had Weezy Baby on last week. The world championship roster came out. Let's, we, we'll see how it plays out. It looks a little fucking thin to me, but... Look at this fucking squad you're on in 2009. Go through that squad. That's oh, a guy's guy squad. Buddy, yeah. Our captain donor, Drew Doughty, who was young at the time and absolutely sick. Steven Stamkos, who was a rookie at the time. 
Weber, Roly the goalie, Dwayne Rollison. That's the one that jumps out to me. Luke Shen. Oh, fuck, we're old. Mike Fisher, Marty St. Louis, Spezza. I mean, we had an all-star lineup. Did you take I had Colby Armstrong on there. I had did Matthew you, Lombardi. Did Shout you out hang out boy. much off the ice with Fish? You guys got a lot in common. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. Dude, when we traded for Mike Fisher, no, I, I was like, I talked to like Leg One and, uh, you know, Webs. And I'm like, boy, yeah. it's like, I'm a little nervous. You know, my lifestyle, him coming in, like, should I maybe keep down the stories? What year or? did you get there? What year did Nashville. I get where? Oh, I don't know. We picked, we picked Fisher up at the deadline. Okay, because... So when I after two thousand, I played with him. He was just starting to talk to his now mother of his kids. He and was married to Carrie Fisher. Okay, so Carrie he Underwood. was just starting to FaceTime her and stuff and talk to her on the road because everyone's like, you know, he spent a lot of time on the phone. I'm like, well, who's yeah, he talking? Get off to? the phone, fish. Fuck, you know, he's talking to Carrie. So I used and, to guys would get on the bus and the first thing they would do is call their wives after the game. Like why? Right yeah. after the fucking game. Call your dad. Maybe check in with your kids. I get it. Yeah, but, but hi, honey. Call your old man. And like, how did I play? Some of these guys would change their voices. Eh? They have like wide voices. Like, oh, hi, honey. How are you? Oh, yeah, it was a tough game. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, why, why do you talk differently to your wife? Like, you know, don't you just say, hey, babe, yeah. how are you? No, I don't know. Some, yeah, you're some, trying to sound tired so you can go to bed. I think, like trying to sound like they missed them. Maybe that. Oh, yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, totally. Where are we going, boys? <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Fish was a beauty, man. Obviously, our yeah, lifestyles were completely different, but he great guy. Played hard. Played hard. Played the right um, way. I'm sure some of the stories and some of the nonsense that came in my mouth deep down, he was probably like, shut the fuck up, Bobs. But I, I, got, no, a few, no, no. I he, got a few chuckles out of him. I guarantee you he'd appreci- he appreciated a guy like great you. Great teammate, Fish. Hell yeah. Played hell his yeah. balls off. Fuck, he was hard to play against. And you got Marty St. Louis. How great of a guy is Marty? Loved him. He, me and Brento and, and Stammer and Marty went golfing in like this beautiful little town in Switzerland. It was in like Thume, T-H-U-M-E. It was a beautiful fucking Thum. place in this valley. Like if someone wants to Google that right now and just get a hard on for where <laughs> uh, for, for life should be. If you're looking to get a hard on, go Google golden time in Austria. If you're looking to- <laughs> Google that bigger. Fuck, I used to go there right after Pracky. <laughs> uh, anyway. Sorry. Yeah, a little off. But uh, yeah. no, it was a great, we had a great afternoon teeing it up and. Um, geez, Stammer was so young then. Yeah. 2009. I mean, it's 15 years ago. I know. Fucking I nine. had Stammer when he's 18. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, anyways, good luck. Um, good luck to the boys over there. Make us proud. Uh, Lucic to Foley Wiggy. That's a nice veteran. I love this Lawson Kraus kid. Sammy Blay, you know how I feel about him. Tyler Myers and Adam Fintelli, which we're going to get into the draft here lottery here, but that's the kid from Michigan. Uh, so good luck to those boys. Uh, Updog, what a squad that was. We got a curfew call coming to you, presented by our good friends at Canadips. Promo code Curfew Cali. Me and Updog got the Northern Lights going right now. Check it out. There's a new flavor out, I believe. Grape. Our boy PJ just bought it. So Canadips. Promo code Curfew Cali. Uh, curfew call, Maxi. What do we got, fella? Hey boys, Bobby from the Bronx again. Just catching up on my podcast. And I uh, came across one where Uppy got a little upset at some guy talking shit about he's a borderline NHLer. Updog, don't let that get to you, man. Fucking right. You shouldn't bud. worry about guys like that. Those haters that sit in their mother's basement eating ice cream, <laughs> watching porn, <laughs> not having any life. You, that's beneath you. You shouldn't let that happen, dude. That's beneath you. Leave Fucking that alone. Right. But it ain't beneath me. <laughs> hey, Monopoly guy. <laughs> Do some investigating, you jerk off. 800 NHL games. Top 10 draft pick. You ain't never been that clown. Go scratch your ass. 
<laughs> Fuck, oh, I like my boy Bobby. from the Bronx. Listen, I'll tell what you what, guy. Bobby. Send me your address to yeah. where Max missing curfew.com or where it, she's fill it missing curfew. Yeah. Bobby, you send your address to missing curfew.com. You send me your size in a t-shirt. I'm going to send you some missing curfew swag on the house for sticking up for my man up dog. I was a great what a fu- beauty. What a beauty. He understands just how fucking ruthless this monopoly guy is. Yeah. Huh? He, I, I bet she does sit in his mother's basement. <laughs> When he started saying jerking off, when he started saying jerking exactly. off and eating ice cream, I was gonna be like, "What's wrong with that?" Hold on, what did God. I do last night? I, I fucking jerked off and had some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in my own basement though. Eh? Yeah, but Bobby's right, man. And, and listen, like sometimes I'll be like, you know, I, I get on the Twitter and I I want to fucking snap, right? You know, especially a lot of people like you know who you are. But I, I, sometimes you gotta just take a breather. Yeah, you know, take a breather. But sometimes you gotta go back at him. I know you gotta you let him know, like, listen, we played in the fucking National League. Yeah. All right. Totally. I'll put my top 10 up against your top 10. You oh, want to go? Yeah, Let's yeah. go, baby. Yeah. Let's go. So, 100%. Uh, Bobby, thank you for the call. Email Maxi at missacurfew.com. We got some merch coming your way, fella. We'll be right back. Oh, welcome back to Missing Curfew, fella. Fella. Last night, came home from golf. I was trying on my Cabo outfits for uh, your, our boy K Wash's birthday party. Oh, I can't wait. Um, and there's the draft lottery. I tuned in. I'm watching it. I'm thinking. There's no fucking way we're getting this kid down here in Southern California. Um, sure enough, it went to the Blackhawks, Duck second, your former favorite team, Blue Jackets three. I mean, listen, I'll start off. It's, it's better for the league to have them in Chicago. It, you know, I sent you something that they've already sent, what, 2.9? At least. It's probably 5 million bucks today. 5 million bucks in season in the tickets. First two hours, yeah, 2 million bucks. The, the league's better when Chicago's better. It's better when the Madhouse is rocking. But if we're saying that this wasn't fucking rigged, come on. Gary knows what he's doing. I know. He's a businessman. Totally. You can't, as much as I love Anaheim and love living out here, you can't have Connor Bernard playing for the Ducks probably, can you? No, well, especially like after, the, no, the no, 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 and, and, okay. No, you can't, especially after what they've dismantled the Ducks into. It's a joke here. Yeah. It would suck for Connor Bernard to be here. That's my personal take on it. Would I want Beckham and Izzy and myself and you and I the boys here all pass to have Connor Bernard in Southern California for the next 10 years if this is where we decide to live? Would it, would it bring hockey down here? Would people start talking about hockey that's, again? That's where I want to go. And let me, let me jump in real quick there. And, and listen, this, I'm not comparing this guy to Wayne Gretzky. But I thought if he did end up here, could he have the Gretzky effect, so to speak, that, that Gretz had on LA? Maybe this is the kid to, to bring back Anaheim Ducks hockey, yeah. right? And, and, and you're right. And, and it's, it's more on the owners too, right? Like, are the Ducks owners the best owners in the league? Probably not. What have they rallied around this kid and realized how lucky they were to get him? I don't know, Uppy, but I, I, I'm with you. The way the Ducks are standing right now, it's probably a better fit that he goes to Chicago. Yeah. No, Chicago is a better organization to have him in. The jersey, like jersey sales will sell through the roof. Um, I just, I'm upset in, in the way that the Ducks, you know, have, have treated, you know, n- not only ex-players, legends. Yeah. Um, new movement, whether it's from ownership or management or whatever the fuck it is. Um, they, they don't deserve Connor Bedard. They, they, their team's shit. They got no <laughs> great young players. They, well, who are they going to build Connor Bedard around right now? It, to me, it would have been great. I think hockey could be a huge market in Anaheim. If given the fact you bring a generational player in Yeah, that, that to me is a no brainer, but Chicago is a place proven of fans showing up every night. Um, they're, you know, what a layup. What, what, what an absolute layup losing. Um, you're losing your two-star players. Now, now, my question to you, and I kind of wrote this down earlier, but do you bring 
Do you bring back Taves, even if he's not healthy? Or do you, do you bring back Kane and say, listen, we need you here for one year to fucking be the guy that went through the cups and was on our dynasty now that we have Connor here? Like, you, you just, do we need to influence him around him with the tradition? Or is there enough guys in and around that organization that one that are there, you know, Brian Campbell, um, Patrick Sharp, all these guys are still around the rink every day. I'm sure Siebes is still there, I, I, but I don't know. Yeah. But he needs to see some guys in there that have won those cups. For sure. He needs to feel that. He needs there. to feel the culture that's been there and because think, that's huge. And I think where me and you get pissed off the most with what Anheim has done is, and me for me, a guy that played in the organization and, and was part of the team that ended up winning it, the culture that they built there for the last 15 years with the Getzlavs and the Perrys and the Salonis and the Rob Niedermeyers and... You know, the list goes on and on of guys, John Sebastian Zagare. Like that the, the Ducks the last 15 years were a legit hockey fucking franchise. And now you bring in a new GM with Pat Verbeek, which we don't know of him from fucking, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't, don't know him. We don't know him. But I mean, come on, man. Like you gotta build the tradition that's been here. And, and I just think they've done a bad job of that. And when you bring up Patty Kane, it's intriguing to me that, you know, Patty, listen, you got your three cups. Come play on Connor Bedard's line. You know, maybe that's something they can spin to Patty. Jonathan yeah. Taves, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how healthy he is. I don't know how hot, healthy number 88 is. His hip's in one. But ups, I think that's something if the Hawks wanted to do that he would probably listen. Yeah. Right? I could play with this young kid, teach him the ropes, and then Patty goes into front office with the Hawks if he wants or whatever. And bat, Like off the him. top of your head, if you were Chicago, and we haven't really studied this yet, I don't, I, but who, who, what free agent would you say come in and be be a guy like yeah. right off, Tarasenko? Well, that's the thing. The free agent list is it's like, not it's not great. You know, it's not superstars. It's vet some veteran guys, but, you know, do you bring him along Lucic? I don't know. Does Luch want to go there? That's a guy that's going to be UFA that's a veteran guy, but no, you're right. I mean, I, I think Patty Kane, now that they officially got him, there might be something in the back of his head that's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Still got my house. Still yeah. got my car in the garage. He's kind of said his goodbye, though, but that doesn't matter, right? Yeah, he's kind of said his goodbye. I that's mean, probably not going to happen. Never know, though. This is one step closer to it happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, and, and so you say the draft lottery and the rig did like, do you understand right. kind of how they did it or they cheated? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't know. I know it's not a public display. I know of, that like, they come the out with those envelopes but, that's fucking already fucking signed, still delivered by Bill Daly and Gary Bettman. Who else was back there with those fucking envelopes? I think Kevin Weeks was back there with them. And I think Frank Cervelli was too. And I think that they wrote like, this is as legit as, as you can do it. We watched it all. They did. I saw Frank Cervelli tweeted that last night, like tomorrow I'm going to talk about this. And this would have been this morning. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about the procedure and how legit it actually is. So I, he would probably be a guy knowing Frank. Fuck Frank. But he would be like, this is fucking, this is, he would try to call it all out. Yeah. I think he's that type of guy. That he you, would, think that he he has, would, you think he has the balls to call out Barry Batman? Well, fuck, I've seen him call out fucking players. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think so. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I, I think that. Hey, maybe the balls, maybe the lottery went their way, right? The Ducks had 25%. I'm, I'm not sure what Chicago was. They were they had the they third, had 11%. They had the third, 11%. They had 11% chance. 11%. Yeah. I mean, that's so I just wish that we, I, there, I wish we had access to our fucking DraftKings account here in California. I should have bet it. Because Fuck. I'll tell you what, you've been talking about it forever. And I love the line at plus 600. Fuck. And I was like, this is fucking just throw a hundred bucks. At uh, it. Throw a G on. I would have put a G on it if I could have. We're about to lose our mics. Mike, Mike's. See you later, Mike. So, um, hey, listen. Do I do I want to believe that it was honest and, and everything was honest? Uh, sure. I'll be the kid from Port Hope, Ontario that grew up on Highland Drive. I want to believe that. But the guy that's been around the league and, and, and seen how things work, I, I just think 
I don't think Bettman was ever going to allow Connor Bedard to come to the Anaheim Ducks. Now, Frank Cervelli can say he saw everything legit, and Weeks, he can say the same thing. That's their opinion. They're not going to convince me that Gary Bettman yeah. ultimately was uh, not going to let him come to the Ducks, nor was he going to let him go to Columbus. He wasn't going to let him go to Columbus either. Like, are you kidding me? This guy's the next, next generational player. I know. And the Hawks are one of the biggest markets. Now, there was, some, there was some people out there that thought this. I'm not going to name them. Some people thought because of what happened with the Blackhawks and everything with um, Kyle Beach yeah. that maybe Gary wouldn't allow them to get him. Now, that's another way of looking at it. So maybe the people thought that the Blackhawks would never get it because of what happened, and they got him. So maybe, I'm, maybe it was legit, and this is just how it happened out. Now, I don't think Gary... Obviously, that was a black guy in the league, but I don't think I think Gary's such a good businessman that looking forward, he's always looking at the next good thing. Yeah, that he wasn't going to hold the Blackhawks accountable and not let the league, you know, yeah. grow more. And and you need the Blackhawks to be good if you're the commissioner of the NHL. It's one way to take the the cloud over it. Yeah, the shadow of, of now they're happened. talking about Bedard no longer talking about that. What yeah. happened? So no, but you're right. It, it kickstarts a original sixteen yeah. into the right uh, rebuild. Um, and fuck, he's going to look good in that jersey. It's I one love of the that best jersey. jerseys. You just teamed me up. Do you, do you like number 98? Do you yeah, think you should wear 98? Yeah. Uh, what do you wear in the world championship? You, wore, you can't wear you, number you didn't nine. Wear 98. Oh, what? no. Sharp wore nine? I don't know what Sharp wore. I'd like Sharpie to fucking get these Sharpie young kids. ten. I'd like to. Well, is nine Bobby Hull? I bet. I think nine. I'd Bobby like to Hull. get these young guys wearing smaller numbers out there. They love the high numbers, bro. I know. It's, they're all like... Yeah, I liked a high number too. I wore ninety seven when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, I wore ninety seven when I was in uh, when I won the Pee Wee Quebec tournament. I wore ninety seven. <laughs> fucking McDavid. Yeah, I wore it. I, I will clarify that. I'll get a fucking photo, but I wore number. Yeah, I clarify that. I wore number ninety seven at the Pee Wee Quebec tournament. I got to get a picture of that. Does your mom got one? Uh, my my pops would. Yeah, should I text him? Actually, Big he's Scott? on the airport. Big Scott's coming here today. He wore number sixteen for for Team Canada. He did, huh? Yeah. I don't know if I like 98. I don't know if I like it. Um, I'm assuming he's going to wear it, but I don't know. He looks good in 16 here. He does, eh? Let's see. Yeah, good Vancouver boy. So, uh, And just on the Ducks, Adam Fantelli, the kid from Michigan that I believe they're going to take at number two. Listen, and, and we all think Connor Bernard is going to be great, right? And I'm sure he will be. But this kid, if you're looking at it from new NHL, he's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger. Um, so I think the Ducks... If you want to look at it, we got lucky that they got the second pick. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know who, even who number three is, but I know who that number two kid is. Watch him at World Juniors. Uh, so I think the Ducks got a good player. And when you talk about who they can build around, Zegris, McTavish, Troy Terry. Now you bring this kid in who I believe is a winger. Yep. Now you're playing with Zegs. Yep. Right? So now I, I think the, maybe the happiest guy, or I don't know if you're happier, but the guy that was watching it closely too, I think was your boy, Trevor Zegers. Because I think Z's agent now is probably calling Pat Verbeek and saying, all right, let's get a deal done. There's no Connor Bernard coming. What, what, how long do you want Z? What are you looking at? Because you brought it up on Mr. Curfew a couple weeks ago. If they get Bernard, does that make Zegers, you know, X tradable? Yeah. Which it might have. Totally. Do you need Bernard and Zegers? Probably not. No, 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 not when you're. Not when you're looking to sell Instagram highlights, I think, right? Yeah. Clicks. Click. Which Click Binger's bait. been great on on TikTok. No, it's, um, listen, I think Trevor is, he's either getting a bridge deal that's going to be very fair. Yeah. Or he's getting, you know, a long-term deal investing in him and 
he's going to have to make a decision because I don't think that number is going to be where he would want it. Yeah, I, I think a bridge still makes sense for him. I think a two-year, $10 million. I think he's still, I think Z's just scratching the surface. I thought yeah. he got better in the second half of learning how to play away from the puck and play defense, and I thought he took a lot of good strides. And I think Z battles hard. I love his compete. I think it's taken him a while to, to mature here a little bit, his body. So I think a bridge deal for him makes sense. Yeah. And what then you, you can hold yeah. on. When the cap goes up in a couple 4. years. 4.5 a year for two years. 10, that's uh, nine. I don't 10 know. Million. I, I think you're. He had 75 two, points, Two right? for 10 was probably. Yeah, two for 10. He might not like you saying that. You might want to ask him. Ask him what he wants. Yeah, he, what's what, he want? what, do you, what do you want, fella? But, no, but that's a typical bridge, right? I don't even, don't even do bridges anymore. Fucking kids. They just get just eight years, paid. fucking 69 bananas or whatever they get. <clears throat> it's crazy. So yeah. uh, congrats to Connor Bernard and the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, we, we do need them going. Uh, Updog, you know, you said last week that you thought Gerard Gallant's job might have been in jeopardy in New York. I did not believe that. But anyways, they mutually decided to part ways where you, you called it, fella, I guess yeah. is what I'm going at. I just kind of heard through the grapevine that it was, you know, this sort of letdown is what we're witnessing happen in Toronto right now in the second round. It's not, you know. Stinky. It's almost like missing the playoffs in a, in a way, even though you got, you know, 110 plus points in back-to-back -back years uh, and you, you went to the conference finals last year. I, I think yeah, I love Gerard Gallant. You know that. Um, I think he's a great person. I think he earns the respect of his players. I think he gets the short end of the stick with his jobs. Yeah, he he's there for two years, fucked. Max. It's, it's not even fucking funny. He's there for two years, Max. And then they, they kind of move on. Um, most teams haven't found success past moving on from Gerard Glant. Like, yeah. I don't think they're, there's this magic like, hey, you know, we're going to get a new coach in here and all of a sudden we're going to make it to the conference finals. Like, he's... Yeah. I, well, just, I, I just think... Florida fucking, and Vegas are going to... I mean, they're doing well, but not... They didn't have success right, right after, after you left. That's right what I mean. After like, with that totally, exact team. Totally. Totally. With his right like, after. Like, what can we change? We got to change totally, the coach. Totally. Like, do we have to fucking change the and coach? let me ask or? you, because you know this better than me, because you played for... Turk Lachlan and I did. And I, I, I loved my time. I was with him. I loved, you know, I thought his practices were great. He's a great guy. You want to play for him. But I find that like maybe the accountability, right? Like I feel like he only has a two year window because he comes in there and everyone loves him right away. And then it gets to the point where like, oh, that's just Turk. He's a good guy. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's not, ah, uh, fuck it. Whatever. Like, does he have that? I and think it's he weird because he played the, he played the think, game. Yeah, like, I don't think he plays a fucking political game. He doesn't fucking like schmooze the, you know, and yeah. this is my personal opinion. Well, you would know you played for him. Yeah, but I, I think like if Chris Jury's giving him shit, he's going fuck off. Well, like, apparently, sorry, uh, apparently after game four, him and Jury got in a fuck you match that's beyond, what I mean. beyond belief. So it's like, yeah. he's not going to tiptoe around. He's playing the game and his players, like he sees it. Yeah. And that's him. He played the game with his fucking heart on his sleeve and he, he was a leader. He was fucking Steve Eiserman's yeah, captain man. at one point. He was great. There's only certain few guys can say that. Chris Jury is one of them. But I don't think he's like, you know, around like ownership and everything being like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah. he's the smartest fucking coach we could ever have. Or he's like, you know, he's the guy that's going to win us the Stanley Cup. I think that he's just like, listen, I fucking coach the game the way it's played. I have a system. I demand, you know, I demand a certain way from my players. I'm not going to push my players. You know, I don't think Gerard's overly hard on his players. No, he's not. But that's not a bad thing. I love that. It's not a bad thing at all. But I'm saying, do you think after two years, this one's weird to me. Maybe I think, they bring him in for the Ducks. Hey, what about um, what about the Calgary Flames? What about going from Daryl Sutter, who was just up and down you, pissing you off, to yeah. bring in Turk, and everything's yeah. just like, yeah, let's just all take a breather. 
Or the Ducks. I know it helped Marky big time, probably. I think Jared Glant could be a good fit for the Flames. Yeah, you're right. Right? They're a veteran team. They're 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 kind of win now mode. They got Marky. Yeah. Why not bring Turk in for the next couple of years and see? Uh, for the Ducks, I would love Travis Green. I would love Green to get the Ducks job. I don't know his relationship with Pat Verbeek, but I don't know if Turk wants to go through a rebuild, right? Fuck no. Yeah. No, plus he's probably not the guy for a rebuild. I don't think yeah. so. His teams have been good. He he's he doesn't sit on the sideline and take rebuild jobs. Columbus, would he go back to Columbus? No. Is that job up for? Yeah, for they grabs? fired Larson they there did. too. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, he would. I bet you would. I'm gonna say here, Gerard Glant to the Calgary Flames. Come on, maybe. I like that. I like that. Um Updog NHL award nominations are right there in front of you. Uh for me, um, no Anze Kopitar for the Selkie. Mitch Barner, I get it. He's great defensively. I don't know. He's a winger, though. To me, centerman's a harder position to play defensively. Uh, I thought Kopi should have been in there for the Selkie. Uh, and for the Calder, Wyatt Johnston from the Dallas Stars had 24 goals. Yeah. I'm okay with Owen Power because I know how hard it is to play defense in the NHL. And for that kid to come in and fucking play over 20 minutes a night on a team that pushed the playoffs, I don't know. It's tough. Not everyone can get nominated, but I'm okay with Owen Power. Um, and to me, I wish Kale McCarr didn't get hurt down the stretch because I would say they won their division. You know, I think Carlson's going to win it, but Kale McCarr to yeah. me, if he doesn't get hurt the last few games, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm glad he got, I'm glad he got a nomination because without, without him even hurt, the, the abs don't win the division. Do you think, um, do you think Patrice Bergeron's a lock for the Selkie again? Like his last year, probably going out? Probably. Yeah. Well, that'd be a six. I think, <laughs> I think it would be a sixth. Um, Nico Heischer, by, by the way, I love the way this kid plays the game. He's, yeah. he's been a great player. He's a young leader. He's not overly big. He's not as big as Patrice Bergeron, but he plays good. He has a good stick. Um, Stuart Skinner, do you think he's the lock? Down the stretch, Probably, what do you do with the Oilers in the last Probably. second half? Probably. I, I, mean, think, I think your boy Jack Hughes is going to win the Lady Bing. Yeah. I think he's yeah. going to win that. They're going to start to highlight him with some with some hardware, yeah. as he should. He's a great young player. I just think Kopitar, and it's no disrespect. I mean, maybe throw Mitch Marner in. I, I think you switch places, maybe. Put Kopitar in for the Selkie and give Marner the Lady Bing nod. I mean. Yeah. Lady Bing's, a, it's one award I would have never really wanted to win. Yeah, the fact daddy you, was always in I there. know, the fact daddy. I always told the girls he was a gentleman. Right? Yeah, he's a gentleman. He plays guitars. He's, he's got soft hands. Daddy. He's a fact daddy. Is Maddie Kachuk going to be a finalist for the heart? I'm going to say yes. Do you think Maddie Kachuk gets a finalist nod? Yeah, so it's Connor. I'm going to go, I'm going to think it's going to go Connor, Leon, Maddie. Or it's going to go Connor, Leon, Pasta. Those are going to be. No, I think it's Connor, Pasta, and Maddie. No Leon. Was he second in points? Yeah. He was? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They're so good. He's, I mean, he's winning the Conn Smythe, whether the Oilers win or not. <laughs> right? He's got 12 goals. The record's 19 by yes. Yari Curry and somebody else. So I don't know. We'll see. Maddie's got it. Maddie deserves a heart finalist to get the, for getting those guys in there. He deserves to be a finalist. And then just what he's doing. He's up there for fucking Conn Smythe right now, too, actually. Fuck yeah. He sure is. And if Maddie's up for the heart, I'm going to Nashville for the awards. I'm going to get fucking drunk with that guy down on Broadway. So, uh, talk a couple of things I've been t- wanting to talk to you about through the course of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Princey, that fucker, kept left it off the rundown. Um, John Cooper said in the first round, game ones to Coop don't mean a whole lot to him. Don't judge the series by game one. 
And I see what he's saying from a coach's perspective that, hey, it's one game, we'll make adjustments. But for me as a player, I always thought game one was like, let's go out and get this fucking one here. Like, especially at home, right? Let's go get this one here, take care of home ice. And then, you know, but do you think Coop's on something? to hear Coop say well, that. I, I think he's probably right. I mean, he's got three Stanley, two Stanley Cups in the yeah. three finals. I, I just, as a player, always thought I want a game one. Yeah, I think, um, well, reading in between the lines of that quote, maybe not the win or the loss of game one matters. But how you play, how yeah. you like step up and show like, we're going to make this series hard starting from the very fucking first shift. Yeah. That means you, whether that means like grabbing someone or playing hard in front of their net, standing there, getting in the goalie's face. Maybe that's going by chirping their coach. Yeah. Maybe that's fucking just hammering someone or just kicking the shit out of them. Yeah. I think game one are huge. I like, uh, but to, I, th- to I think it's more of how you play game one. Yeah, not just not like the outcome. Not the outcome. How you play game one would set the standard for the rest of the series. Yeah, and, and Coop said after game one against the Leafs, he said a lot of runway left in this series. Yeah, the Leafs could like, very well win this series, but I wouldn't bet against my guys. And I and I get what he's saying there. And I guess he's right. It is only one game, right? It's one game. Fuck it, boys. We lost game one. Let's win game two. I just never looked at it from that perspective, and that's what makes Coop such a brilliant hockey guy and a reason why he's got two Stanley Cups is. I think he's right about that. Yeah. Don't take too much into game one. If you win it, move on. If you lose yeah. it, move on. There's still a lot of series left here. Yeah. Where to me, if I lost game one, I was like, fuck. See, fuck. I, would, I would argue that game two is more important than game one. Depending on how you look at it, it's going to sound like a fucking stupid thing to say. But no. if you win game one, game two, you put yourself in a massive driver's seat or you let them back in. Yeah. If you lose game one and you fucking go out and lose game two, now you're just like, holy fuck, this could be over. That's mindset like... Holy shit. Whether it was yeah. on the road or at home, you're like, fuck, we just all got beat twice. Yeah. Where if you win no, it, where if, where if you win ice. it, you get back momentum. The odds are you, you know, you're traveling. You're now traveling with coming off a win. You know what that's yeah. like. Imagine getting yeah. on, you, well, imagine you've been there. Yeah. But getting on the bus or the plane after a loss, yeah. going on the flight, going, fuck boys, let's just try to put this one behind us. But you're fucking you're sitting playing cards and you know that you you lost. You probably turned a couple pucks over, took a bad penalty. You know, that, that sits in more yeah. than when you just go back to the hotel and say, fuck it. Totally. Right. hundred percent. So that game too is, is a big pivotal, pivotal game because you're jumping on the bus and the road to go home. And that's always like, a fight. yeah, yeah. Cause you got to sit on it for your you're traveling sitting and it. you're sitting on it. You're like, fuck, we blew it boys. We're yeah. So it was just something I wanted to get your opinion on. And I love John Cooper and, and looking back now as an ex player, I kind of wish I felt like that in game one. Ah, it's game one. If we win, whatever, if we lose, I took game one, like, fuck, we need to get this one, you know? And if we, if I lost it, I was like, fuck, we're, I don't know. Yeah. And it's just, it was a mentality that I had that I think was probably wrong. So do you find, let me ask you this. Do you yeah. find, um, now that you've evaluated more from a, um, you know, from a, uh, what do I say? Sports fucking, I don't know. Psychology? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, kind of. But like you break down games now from a outside perspective, yeah. almost as a coach slash GM slash fan slash analyst. That's slash, what I was Slash working. degenerate. Slash degenerate. Do you I, wish, I know what you're saying. Do you, do you know if, if, if you were in the put, prime of your yeah, career, put, would you think differently about totally, how the playoffs work? I put way too much emotion into game by game, right? Like if we won, I thought we were going to, I'm like, fuck, it's going to be an unbelievable party with the Stanley Cup. And if we lost the game, I'm like, we're done. And then we want to, yeah, we're going to win this series. Now we're done. Like, you know, you got to just, yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. just be like, you got, yeah. and I would be way more like this. How, like, how about like the way you have to come out and play and the way you have to get your teammates to play? Like what would happen with Toronto in game three? Like 
imagine now knowing how the fucking league works and how like yeah. a meltdown and no life yeah. amongst your best fucking players on your team, which was what Toronto did. How that is just that that's a recipe for disaster. Like, do you not like sitting now and watching so much hockey? You go, okay, guys, you know, you're in the room before the game. You're like, let's fucking go. This, this team over there is fucking good. And they're fired up. The Florida Panthers are riding a high, like no one's business. I need every one of you fucking guys playing out of your skin. Like something you've never done before. Matthews. I want to see you fucking hit someone. Yeah. Marner fucking stop turning the pucks over. Like there's so many things. And you're just like, cause guys, if we go down this, this is a meltdown. Yeah. This is a fucking meltdown. I would definitely bring the same energy before every playoff game. Yeah, I just would never change that. I mean, I let's know, fucking get these guys, boys, right off the first five. Everyone get a hit in. Everyone, let's fucking go. And let's, you know, we're playing that. We need this win. I know. Now, after the game, back at the hotel, yeah. I would maybe be like, fuck, fellas. Yeah. She's one game. Totally. We're not done. We're... I wasn't really like that. I'd be like, I would, it would, it would linger with me. I'd go to team meal. Then I go back to my room and I'd be like, fuck that one stings. Like, how are we going to fight our way back? How do you get, you just got to park it. You got to park it. Fucking let's go. It's, it's a seven game until we lose that fourth game. It's, it's anything can happen. I wasn't so much like that. I was looking, okay, we're down three, two. Fuck. How would you get your best player? How would you get your best players though, to play fucking harder? Like, how would you mean? It was, you you would look at him yeah, like yeah. the way you look at me when yeah, I fucking yeah. well, I would say like to, to, I'll use the twins as an example. Yeah, I would say to Hank, I was like, fucking don't fuck, don't worry about bully. Totally, don't worry if he does anything, I will come in there and fucking kill him. I'll grab Buffalo, I'll grab Eager. Don't worry, just play your game. Yeah, and that's how I try to pitch to them. Yeah, like come on, we need you. Don't worry about it. But they were so mentally really, mind fucked. But that's all I could really do for them. But or you knew that they would engage. They engaged. No, they I fucking engaged. Like they were not I love losing Hank battles and, and shit. Ah, uh, they were losing battles. Yeah, okay. I love Hank and Danny. Yeah. And it wasn't from a lack of effort. Yeah. They were trying. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they weren't the best playoff guys and they'd be the first to admit it. Although they went to a game seven Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And I love Hank and Danny and they're my, my, my favorite teammates. But against the Hawks, Bowley ran their show. Flat out. Yeah. It was not even a fucking contest. Bully was in their kitchen and they tried to get away. And then when they would fight, try to fight Bully, I'm like, well, I kind of like that. But now it's like, yeah. now he Bully knows he's now got he's really got now him. he's got yeah, him in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I would pull guys aside. You yeah. know, a guy like Mason Raymond, for example, I'd say, Mace, fuck, we need you tonight, kid. Yeah. Gotta get out of your comfort zone. Get yeah, in there. Yeah, go totally. that blue net. Go that blue paint. Fuck yeah. it. I'm gonna hit there. you early. And you're gonna go down yeah. the wing like, and rip just, one off the yeah. goalie's mask, get, and then just mad. go snow him. Get mad. Yeah. Yannick Hansen. Hey, keep going, buddy. We need get that blue paint. Don't fuck. Who cares what Seabrook does to you? Yeah, fuck he him. Was soft. He's not gonna do anything. If he does anything, I'll grab him. Yeah. Don't worry, but Hori's got you. Like stuff like that to totally. try to make them realize that we got you, bro. You can do what you want. If shit goes down, we got four guys that are, BX is gonna jump in. Don't yeah. worry, we're good. Same thing in Nashville. Legs, do your thing. I got you. Webs has got you. Toots has got you. Just to try to make them feel comfortable that you can 100%. do whatever you want out there without, don't worry, nothing's gonna happen to you. Yeah, yeah. And I they would were almost, like, well, fuck, I would put almost on my just, tape, put on my fucking. Tape. I would almost just be like, watch our line tonight. Yeah, to start, watch it, watch our first shift and follow. Like that would just be more like, you guys want to fucking get some energy? Watch us go out there and just totally and sm- smash heads. You teed me right up. I love when a coach starts their fourth line. And you're talking about probably your time in St. Louis, right? Yeah, yeah. I love when a team starts their fourth line because exactly what you said, because most fourth line guys are beauties like you, like boys watch. Well, I'm going to set the tone. And for me, it just sets the tone for the game. Here we go. Get out there. Fucking totally. get a couple hits in. Like I love, if I was a head coach, my, maybe less McDavid's life was started. Yeah. I'd be like, fella, <laughs> get the fuck out there and get the boys going. Yeah. So coaches that do it, Dean Emerson did it in mini. Yeah. Uh, Vegas does it a lot with Carrier, Waugh and Colasar. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Edmonton Seattle, doesn't Seattle have that. Does it, yeah. Edmonton doesn't have that luxury. I don't think they can throw out 
Yamamoto, Fogel, and fucking McLeod or whatever yeah. they got to cost it, I guess. But I, I love Uppy when they start the fourth line. And one thing I wanted to say about five on six when the goalie's out right now, like, you got to pressure these guys, don't you? Like, I guess when you get tired, you got to come to your box. But I'm watching these five on sixes. Like, if I'm playing with you, I'm saying, Uppy, go, push him, push him. Yeah. Make it come down the wall. Because now I'm like, coming. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm coming. Now my weak side D's coming. Like, if you let these guys start going like this, you might as well start going like that. Like, I you're know. fucked. Yeah. And make a play on the half wall. Some of these wingers, eat the fucking puck. You were great at this. Eat the fucking puck. Wait for me to come in to support. Little bump to the middle, down the ice. Don't whack fuck it around because now we're so in one. That was I the think most the five important six part of the ice for me. Totally. It's the most important part of the ice. Yeah. I mean, these five on sixes, and they pull their goalies with four minutes left. So I, I know, guess they I do know. get tired, but I don't know. Not many uh, empty net of goals. Make a Not play. Many. Yeah. Make a fucking play. Uh, great stuff up, dog. <laughs> Get this guy a beer presented by our good friends at Labatt Blue USA. Uh, where are we going to go here? Let me go. Well, first and foremost, Paul Maurice. Yeah. I mean, is this guy saying the right things? Just good bench to me. you want to play for. Guy I heard that. Have I've, a blue I've heard light. this for years. Paul Maurice, grab that guy a blue light. Keep it going. He's Mark old school. He's got that. for the guy. He's got that look on that. his face. Just fucking. Yeah. Um, Joel Pawalski. I mean, four goals in his return. Four beautiful goals. Four beautiful. That going to the, the net. Tip, kids, one. watch them. Go to the net, kids. It's unbelievable. Dreisaitl. Your boy. Four. Felt bad for him. They lost that game when he got four. How do you look him in the eye after he gets four and you lose game one? You're like, sorry, Leon. <laughs> you go get him a beer. What's Yamamoto or four? You just you go. Hey, you I'm gonna go get you a cold one here, just because you <laughs> fucking you need here, this. Have a blue light, and totally. then here's here's your, give me your plate. I'll get your food for you too. What do you want? Chicky parm or what do you yeah, have? Yeah. Hey, what do you want? Can I get you some dessert. Hey, what, what, yeah, what do you want? We need to eat the same thing for yeah. next game. I mean, I felt bad from what a display that was. Yeah, what a display that yeah, was. He puts the team on their back. Totally on um, his back. I want to give some love to your boy Jack Hughes. Um, I've <laughs> talked about getting out of your comfort zone about. You know, having to do stuff you don't want to do. He got in a half a fight. Yep. Shout out to Paul Bizonet. This yeah. said on the new, the new Gordiel hat trick yeah. is a goal fight in a roughing minor. Yeah. That's fucking great, because <laughs> that's exactly what it should be. But he gets in a fight with Sebastian Ajo, and now he's got his front tooth fucking knocked out. Jack Hughes, you look like a fucking NHL national league playing playoff hockey. Get Jack Hughes a fucking blue light up, dog. That is the shit I'm talking about. I love this fucking kid. Tooth out. Getting in fights. Come on. Hockey guy. Love it. He now is going to get more pussy because of it too. He's a specimen now. This was a, st- this was his a statement right now. Yeah, this stripes. is a statement. This is his coming out party. Um, he's got an important game tonight, but what an effort he's put in so far. I fuck. I never had my teeth knocked out. Not a one. Not one. I'm kind of jealous the way he looks right now. That's great. Right? Well, you won't be jealous when he's in the fucking dentist chair. After yeah, I know that for, sucks. But there's not... I don't know. I had a lot of stitches in my face. I would take stitches over any kind of dental. Like, I know, like, I know. I've plenty here, of stitches. Fuck. Oh, no anything jibs. in the chair is awful. Yeah. Awful. Okay. Brutal. Uh, Jack Hughes, buddy. Keep her going, buddy. Frosty, you're looking great. God, the hair looks good. Uh, I want to give a shout out to these two linesmen. I don't know who the fuck they were, but they let <laughs> Stefan Nason and Eric Halla fight. Then their helmets came off and they squared off and they didn't jump in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's how it's done. Yeah. Two guys playing for the Stanley Cup that want to fuck around, want to fight. Don't yeah. get in there. I Great agree. for hockey. Get those two lines with a blue light. How about our boy Talks back on the panel? Awesome. By the way, it's been great shooting awesome. a little message and roundtabling it during the intermissions because he's like right after the intermission, you're like, by the way, I love what you said there. And how about this? Like, okay, there was one play 
in the game, Edmonton, uh, the game I was at, okay? Yeah. When McDavid scored that fucking breakaway shorty, okay? Nasty. Did you see how he went to attack? I think Theodore, um, when they went back for the puck in the neutral zone, Obi, it was it was epic because most guys and most players, even in the league, would go and try to hook at the hand and it's a penalty. Like I'm Connor and I'm coming at you and fuck, well, I speared you the one time when I chased yeah. you around the net. Yeah. But he goes I like- I shook him off, bigger. Hey, bigger. I gave him a little fucking shaky-bakey like that. I took it this way. Up dog. You got us- Two minutes, four minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, it took- Four minutes. Well worth it. Uh, <laughs> listen, he goes in, Obi, and it's so quick, and only the best fucking player in the world would do this, but he goes in, and if that's that stick, he goes bang, bang. He does this double, yeah. double slash up, where if he hooks, penalty. If he hits the hands, penalty. He goes bam, bam on the stick. So you can handle one. But if a guy comes and gives you a fucking two like that right yeah. away, and that was the difference in Theodore getting fucked up and McDavid just was gone. And I'm like, and no one, they probably didn't see that, but I text talks. I'm like, watch the fucking stick work that McDavid does because it's the reason he gets the eye. goal. Good it was eye. nuts. And I seen it because I was like, holy fuck. And I broke it down and I'm like, it was just this boom, boom. Break out the teleprompter, eh? Like, Fuck yeah, break out the, the teleprompter. teleprompter. No, listen, and for him to do that to Shea Theodore, who is arguably the most mobile defenseman in the NHL, it was it's yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah, I've had we had this debate about McDavid killing penalties. Remember a couple weeks ago, and that's why he, that's why he kills penalties because he's exactly. just a fucking threat. Well, and at that point in the game, it was the it was the last thirty seconds of the PK, and that's when I said to Christine, I said, "Watch, watch out." Watch out, McDavid just got on the ice, and I seen this little loop he did. And I go, he's gonna fucking go for one, and sure as shit, right in front of him. I'm like, this guy is nasty. You said, you said, hey babe, quit checking out that guy over there. Watch McDavid go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pay attention. Keep your eye on the towel. game, there, sweetheart. Uh, and I want a great, great, great point by you, up dog. And I want to give some love to Steve Levy for ESPN. Calls a nice match. Calls a nice. Calls a nice play. Always by play. good hair too. Great hair. Silver Steve Fox. Levy. Get that guy a blue light. So uh, that was presented by our good friends at the Bat Blue USA. Up dog, the milk cart presented by our good friends at DraftKings promo code Curfew Kings, Kings baby. baby. I'm crusty. I got a couple milk cartons here. The ref that called that penalty shot on Dougie Hamilton on Jordan Martinook that scored. Yeah. I love Jordan Martinook. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it's a li he lifted as a defenseman. He did everything that you're possibly yeah. supposed to do, right? Yeah. Lifts the fucking stick and you give him a penalty shot. See, the game was out of hand, but fuck off. That's a milk cart material. That is not a penalty. That is a well-played play by Dougie Hamilton. So I don't know who the ref was. He's on the milk cart, yeah. up dog. See, that was the McDavid thing I'm telling you about. Like yeah. McDavid did the double tap. Bam, bam. And he just went like that. That's exactly yeah. what he did. It's, a it's not a penalty. Yeah, it's a penalty yeah. shot. Fucking mutt. By the way, they had three shorties that game. The, the Hurricanes, Hurricanes did. Three shorties. Can't. Yeah. Wow. You got to tighten that up, don't you? They scored seven shorties against the Devils this year, I think. Seven? Seven shorthanded <laughs> goals they've got against the New Jersey Devils. Holy fuck, that's a lot. Um, and then I got to put, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to put Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I got to put him on the milk carton, man. Two assists for three games in this series. Yeah. His five-on-five five play has been invisible. You get 100 points during the regular season, you, you got to bring it. And I think he's probably a great guy. And I, and I do I do enjoy watching Ryan Nugent Hopkins play in the regular season. And again, like Jack Hughes is doing, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to get in there, Nuge. I know I know you're not a physical guy, but you, you got to get a little pissed off out there. So I'm hoping this helps Oilers Nation. The curfew bump, Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the milk curve. Do you think it uh, goes back to your, to, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you not wanting, or you wanting to have like injury reports up or something? I like, want injury someone's reports. that I much. Want, and that's... Buddy, great point. Sorry to cut you off. Injury reports on exactly what they have would make guys like us ex-players yeah. or, hey, okay, cut him some we, slack. We won't chirp him. He's here. got a fucking, he's got no groin. 
I but if agree. I don't know what's wrong with him, I'm just assuming he's out there and he's got to play a lot fucking harder than he's playing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah Come yeah, on, I Nuge. Agree. I know. Beat up like you beat up Justin Hall. Get out there and get a little pissed off. Yeah. What do you mean? Justin remember, Hall? Remember you beat up Justin oh, Hall? I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Play like, like that. Pretend Justin Hall's out there. Grab Marsha Shaw. They need him to get going. I know. Oh, Marsha Shaw. But grab him. Wow, that'd be a good one. Right? Yeah. That's like equivalent. That is. Go grab Fighting. him. Especially when the ding, 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 and you got Kane fighting, you got fucking Stone doing his thing, you got Petro over here, you got Bukestad, like, get in there. Kane. Fucking. Yeah, Nuge, come on, buddy. You got you to get it going here. Uh, and last but not least, you want to do the honors for this one? Uh, the Leafs. The Leafs core four. Yeah. No goals. I brought it up earlier. Matthews. Marner, Nylander, Tavares, zero goals. I love Austin yeah. Matthews. I think he's great for the game. Yeah, but unfortunately, when you're making as much money as you are and you're in the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Leafs Nation, we're going to put them on the milk cart. And maybe they get a bump. Maybe up, they can get one win here because if not, it's on, uh, turn the lights out and it's fire sale city. Come on, man. Okay. Come on, man. Yeah. Milk cart Come on, Leafs. presented by our good friends at DraftKings promo code curfew Kings. Um, what do you want to just, do you want to talk Oilers? What do you think, fella? What are you thinking after Fuck that? I, I think we had a nice little, uh, that was a nice little round table. That was a round table. I'm worried about the Oilers, bro. Uh, I, I guess like no, they'll be the inconsistency of like game to game to me is, is unbelievable. Like in the, yeah, in the but, second round. But has there been any team this year in the playoffs so far that has played like a championship team that wants the Stanley Cup? Or has every team had like these games where you're like, fuck, they suck. Yeah. They no, stink. They have. Their D are bad. Their goalie's bad. Their forwards aren't playing hard. Like. No team left has a team built from an all-star goalie to solid, strong D to fucking all-star forwards who play hard and play playoff hockey. No one's still built like that. If anyone, it could be Vegas. If, uh, you know, in the East, you know, you never looked at Florida before and said this team is, you know, playing, but now they're favored to win the fucking cup. That's crazy. Our draft kings are favored to win the Stanley Cup right now. It is just, we can't like, we don't have the Pittsburgh Penguins of 2009 left with Hosa and Crosby and these guys that you're like fucking heads up beating these guys. Oh, it's wide open. It's wide open. It's fucking wide and, and, open. And two, two days ago, we said Edmonton Oilers are cakewalk to win after what the display they did in <laughs> game two. And now you watch them play again and you're like, is Jason Demers available to play? Like, yeah. that's what the words no, that are coming true. out of our mouth. It's true. I, I put up last night. I was so just bummed. I listen, I said to you yesterday, golfing at the Big Brothers thing, I said, I think this is going to go back to Vegas up 3-1. The way that the Oilers played in game two, their structure, their defense, the way their bottom six played, and then the way the two big boys played, and obviously Vegas took a lot of penalties. I said, if Edmonton plays with that structure defensively, there's nobody beating them. Yeah. What happens to go in game three? They all forgot how to play hockey. Yeah. Five goals. And Skinner, I don't know what the fuck he's doing before hockey games, but give him a sniffer. Get him going. I mean, he just, you can't let a couple softies in every first period of every game and expect yeah. to come back. Like, I don't know. It's, and it's something we just talked about, like peaks and valleys, try to stay even killed. It's one game. Yeah. But to me, it was, it was, if, if, if Vegas does not take penalties up dog, I don't know if the Oilers can beat them. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't Unless know. Skinner steals the show. Unless he goes Bobrovsky style. Are you going to go steals. back to Skinner in game four? Of course. Right. It's got to be his net from here on in. You can't go soupy now. Right. Yeah. We did it one year with, with Brian. Um, we had Brian Elliott and we put fucking. Um, Jake Allen? Jad, yeah, we put Jakey Boy in. In, in the conference finals. In game what six. Game? Holy shit. Yeah, gave him the pipes. Throw him to the Wolves. Game five or game six, maybe. Yeah. Actually, uh, even maybe before that. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I mean, maybe you do. 
Let's talk Leafs Panthers real quick. I yeah. mean, just a fucking horrendous effort in Game Three by anybody that was wearing a fucking blue and white shirt when you, when Lafferty you, you and David Florida Camp. Yeah. I was impressed. Oh yeah, I, Listen, I took the Leafs. I'll tell you that right was now. a must-win game. They did right not now. show up. When you watch Game Four, I don't know when they play Wednesday. If the Florida Panthers turn the puck over inside the Leafs blue line and the Leafs have the ability to go D to D inside their blue line and it look out, then the Leafs are good. You put it in between their D, McCabe's corner. Gio, I'm sorry, you're, you've had a great career, way better than me, but unfortunately, buddy, it's time to you know move to Florida and put your feet up. Uh, you know, <laughs> Justin Hall, yeah. McCabe, already, put it in that fucking McCabe's corner. Watch how many times he turns yeah. over. If they put pucks in behind the Leafs D, they have no chance to win in game four, Toronto. Did you hear Panger's quote during the game about Hall? <laughs> you, you were watching it. You he said sometimes he's, his decision-making, he yeah. it's true, he takes very too long. Questionable. He takes too long. Very to questionable decision-making, he takes too long to make the plays, and takes a lot for a, for a color guy to throw that out there, but it is true. When it's true. Watch. Yeah, I know. It's true. It's true. If, if, I'm sure Paul Maurice is saying this too. When you make Toronto play a 200-foot game and you make their D turn, that McCabe, I mean, he's fucking turning biscuits over for fun. Yeah. And even Broads. Broads is not the, I mean, they just can't break out. They're too fucking slow. Luke Shen, sorry, Shenner, keep firing in his corner. Besides Morgan Riley, they got nobody that has any escape ability. Yeah. Yeah, watch that in game four. Like, to yeah, me, no, that's the biggest difference in the series. Uh, Florida's humming. Listen, Maddie wasn't even that great for game three for his standards. They found a way to win. I know. Bob's kicking. Um, what about your cracking? We'll finish with your cracking. What a statement when that was. That was a, that was a well fucking oiled game for them. Yeah. It was a good start. They used their building. I don't think Dallas has seen that energy yet in yeah. the playoffs. Like Minnesota's a good barn to go into, but Seattle has four lines that are just, you're like, wait, who is this fucking guy? And why is he? Why do I not have any time or space? And right now, I think the difference is goaltending and just not getting these timely saves. I mean, Dallas's goaltending has kept them in games and won them games. Yeah. Can he come back and steal these games from them? Ottinger yeah. is very good at bounce back. Yeah, Pete DeBoer said that. He's very good. He was not good enough in game in game three, obviously. Seattle came buzzing. Um, I, think that's, I think that series is going to go seven, too. I'm going to say Vegas, Edmonton's going seven. Seattle's going seven. Leafs are done on four. Devils, Hurricanes going seven. We're going to get three game sevens up yeah, in the yeah, second yeah, round. I love you it, heard it here yeah, first. Yeah, I buddy. love it. I love it. Uh, up dog, great job, buddy. It's my highlight of my week, breaking it down with you. Binger, Maxi Hall Pass Media. That was missing curfew. <laughs> See you in Cabo, buddy. Yeah, let's go. Hey, give me a fucking skinny margarita. Give me a blue light. Pack a blue light. Yeah.